Okay, first of all, obviously, I want to thank the Gindis for opening their home and giving me this opportunity to be here and to speak words of inspiration, of hashkafa, as parents. We're all parents. I'm a parent. You're a parent. And we want to try to understand this unbelievable topic as much as we possibly can. Obviously, the general subject of chinuch is extremely difficult to do in one class, obviously. We can't even do justice 100% to the topic that they put on the paper. But we'll try, at least today, to get one or two foundational principles and try to get them clear. And we'll give you something to think about and to try to apply in real life. The first thing we have to know is a very, very important point, which is that the Shlach Kodesh, I'm sure you've heard of him, one of the great, great rabbis, his name was, he wrote a book, Shnei Luchot Abirit, and based on the name of his book, he got his title called the Shlach. Very holy person, a great Mekubal, a great rabbi. He writes, he brings down from the Zohar <clears throat> that the purpose of creation is for us to get married, have children, and to raise the children of Pitora. That's the purpose of creation. Now, obviously, that would probably need a whole class in itself to explain why that is the purpose of creation, but we're going to take that as a fact for the moment. The purpose of creation, that means what Hashem wanted in this world was that there should be a nation that represents Him. There should be a nation that he's connected to. How, is he, how does he have a nation and how does he connect with them? So he has a nation when people get married for the purpose of having children and bringing children into the world and raising this nation according to the ways of the Torah. So if that's the purpose of creation, everything else revolves around that, then obviously the two most important subjects that we could ever sit down and talk about is marriage, Shalom Bayit, and Chinuch. So today we're talking about Chinuch. These are the most important subjects that need to be understood. Obviously if something so fundamental and so important, then obviously it's complex, number one. And number two... It's very challenging because in the secular world, in the non-Jewish world, they also get married. People get married. That's a natural desire to get married. People have children. They like to have a child, two children, whatever it may be. And they have to raise them as well. But they're not doing the purpose of creation. We, on the other hand, are doing a purpose of creation, means it's a tremendous mitzvah. And anything that's a tremendous mitzvah has an automatically has a yetzarah that tries to stop you from doing the mitzvah properly. So to some degree, if you see it in this light, the challenge that we have with chinuch is fundamentally different than the challenge that the regular person in the world has raising his children. We have to understand it that way, especially, just to bring out a very deep point here. I'm going to try to bring out the points clear, even though many of the points are going to be deep, but we'll try to bring them out clear. We have to understand, if the purpose is to raise 
children to serve Hashem and to be the Am Hashem, then the Yetzirah understands that if we stop that process in the beginning, when you're beginning stages, when you're raising the kid, if you raise him wrong, then his job is done. It's easier to get someone to sin after he's already, his foundations are no good. If he's already a built person, he or she is a built person, it's harder to get them to do Averot. But if I could stop somebody from being able to develop into the right Yireh Shamayim Avdeh Hashem, then my mission was accomplished already from the beginning. So there's a special emphasis that the Yetzirah puts on us as parents when our children are young. Young is a lot of stages to young. There's really young, there's teenagers, young adults, there's, each one has its own challenge. We have to understand that that's part and parcel of what we have to deal with when we're raising our kids. Now, on the flip side, the other side of the coin, as challenging, as complex, as difficult, as much as the Yetzirah wants to stop the Jewish nation from developing the next link in the chain from the time that we got to Torah until we get to, to Mashiach, of course, the Yetzirah is working very, very hard to stop the link in the chain. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, is that being that it's so important and so fundamental, and that Hashem wants it, then we are given special capabilities to actually do something like this. That means a person may not be the smartest, most talented, uh, you know, person who understands people so well, but when it comes to your own kids, you're given the instincts to do it. So you have to believe in the fact that you are given the instincts to do it, and you have the siyat and the shmayat to do it. So the only thing that we really have to do is study the subject to the best of our ability, number one, and to pray, number two. Because without tefillah, without siyat and shmayat, it's very, very hard to, to be able to do this properly. So we're here together, and with the help of Hashem, we'll get much more clarity when you come together as a group, when you come together as a tzibur, trying to get clarity to know what to do, we have special siyat and shmayat to get there. Now, I want to break up the chinuch subject into two parts, and both are very, very important. We say every day in tefillah, at least the men are supposed to say it every day in tefillah, it's in the korbanot, we say, Le'olam yehe adam yere shamayim beseter kebegalui. A person has to be a God-fearing person in privacy, the same way he is publicly. That's the statement that we say every day. And the rabbis tell us that you have to read this statement in two parts. Le'olam yehe adam. First, you have to be a person. If you're a person, then you can get to the second part. You can be Yireh Shammai. Now, let me explain that because for Chinuch purposes, this is extremely, extremely important to know. Because sometimes we focus on the Yireh Shammai part and we forget the Adam part. But I have to explain that. Adam means that in order for a human being, whether it's a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, doesn't matter, 
to serve Hashem in the, whatever way they need to serve Hashem, they have to be emotionally and mentally stable to do that. That means people that have extreme anxieties, for example, they will not be able to do Avodat Hashem. They're hindered in their Avodat Hashem. And obviously someone who has that issue has to learn how to overcome that issue. But I'm talking right now in Chinuch. When I'm talking about Chinuch means we have to do things with our children in a way that they don't develop these problems. A child with a low self-esteem, a person who grows up in his house, and because of the environment of his home, has a very low self-esteem and has no confidence in himself, cannot truly serve Hashem. A person who cannot have independence to have his own opinion, a person who cannot be confident in what he does and always has to do what other people tell him to do, is basically an evid of people. He's not an evid of Hashem. A person who has extremely low self-esteem can develop something called the ego. Ego is a fake, fake personality, and that fake personality, that ego, they are constantly working on protecting that ego, that they should have a good image in the eyes of people. They cannot serve Hashem. They have to serve people. So again, these are big subjects, but it's very, very important to understand that when we raise kids, we have to raise them in a way that we are building that emotional, uh, mental, the, you know, after the, the psychology of the person has to be very healthy. And sometimes parents, and I've dealt with kids for many, many years, I've been in Chinuch for a long time, and I come across many kids, good kids from good homes, from good parents, well-meaning parents, who do not realize how they're affecting their own children, emotionally and mentally, without realizing it. There's certain things that we need to know that is a reality in today's society which we have to be aware of. It's extremely important to be aware of. The Gemara says that in the before Mashiach, which is the time that we're in right now, it's called Ikvita de Meshiha. We are holding right before Mashiach. There's all the signs in Chazal are here. It says that the mentality of the generation will change drastically. The Lashon the Gemara says is Chutzpah Yazge. There's going to be a tremendous amount of Chutzpah. The daughter will make tremendous Chutzpah to her mother. The son will be mechutzaf to the father. There's going to be a tremendous amount of chutzpah in the world. I want to try to understand that a little bit, okay? Because the development of this change is a development that's been taking place over at least a hundred years, strongly. And there's a lot of things in the creation that Hashem put in the world that made that mentality change. So, for example, going back to the early days of, let's say, television, where the producers of the television realized that the people that spend the most time in front of the screen is kids. So they had a tremendous idea. They're going to develop the advertisements to the children. And they, tra- they turn the children into a consumer. 
Now he has an opinion. He has ideas. He understands what he wants and what he needs. When I say he all the time, I don't mean just a boy, I mean girls too. That's the way it happened. The technology, the iPhone technology, which is obviously a, a talk in itself, has changed the mentality of people where the kid has his own ideas and what he wants, and he wants it now, right now, the way he wants it, because everything is giving in to you. Even the adults changed tremendously, just the society changed tremendously, where we feel entitled in a very, very different way than we ever did before. You know, a doctor who went to college for many, many years, and he could be a doctor for 20 years, 30 years, he has experience, he's, he's a brilliant doctor, and you come in, and the doctor tells you something, and you say, well, I googled it, and I... I see differently, like, you know, you have to answer me. Now, once upon a time, you wouldn't have the audacity to ask the doctor to explain himself. Because you are, in his eyes, what we call a ama'aretz gamur. So you saw something in Google, so what? What does that do? And the way people talk to rabbis and scholars and whatever you want, you feel entitled to explanations. You feel entitled to opinions. Everything is about giving opinions. You say uh, your opinion on everything, on every matter. And it's sort of like taken for granted that you could say what you want on a subject that you have absolutely zero knowledge of that subject. But your opinion has to be taken so seriously. The Gadol Ador could say something. And then on social media and other things like that, other platforms... Every person has an opinion. And we're talking about people that have zero knowledge of Torah. But they can have an opinion. That means the society was groomed to a different way. So this is actually taking place in your child as well. Your child also feels entitled to an opinion. He, he feels that he is, is has a right to be explained when you tell him something. A child may have a sense at such a young age. The Gemara says something fascinating. You see the change. And the Gemara gives the ages that a person is able to hit his child or give strong Musa to his child. You will be shocked when I talk to you about the ages that the Gemara talks in the 20s. But in today's generation, because back then kids were very simple. They understood they didn't know anything. They understood that their parents know more. They're more experienced. They've been through life. And they're here to listen to what their parents have to say. Today you can have children at an extremely young age, depending on the kid, who has his own ideas. He feels himself. And he feels his, his, his sense of self in a very deep way. In some of the Sephardim, this is called Hit Bagarut. Bogeret means when someone becomes an adult. Hit bagarut. They feel that they become an adult at a very young age. I'm sure you've heard the statement many, many times, my child is like 15 going on 25. You know, that's like a very common thing. Some of them 35, you know. So they have it all figured out. But at the same time, they're the same immature that they always were. And their ideas are very, very weak. And it, it, the, the paradox is scary. 
Because on one hand, they think they know what they want, they're very clear on what they want, but at the same time, they're so weak that they don't know what they want, they're only listening to what their friends want. So it's a paradox, it's a contradiction. So when it comes to the parent telling them something, they say, what are you telling me? I know everything. And then, But they're only repeating what they hear in the streets. They don't have a developed mind to actually have a, a brain of their own. So this is a reality. Now, this reality is living within the kid, and I've seen this so many times happen to so many good kids from such good families that it's scary. The kid inside feels he has one idea. The parent is totally unaware of that. Totally unaware of that. And the parent is giving parenting the same way the parent's parents parented them. Which basically told them what to do. Because they know better. Inside the kid, even if he doesn't have the audacity to open his mouth, he feels he's being controlled. He feels he's being forced. Now that feeling of control and forced develops inside a child a certain hatred. Hatred to the parents. Hatred to the rabbis. Hatred to religion. Even though it had nothing to do with religion. Because maybe his parents were trying to tell him to do something that had nothing to do with religion at all. But since it came from a religious person, so in the process of association that goes on in the brain, you associate that with religion. It has nothing to do with religion. So then all of a sudden, this kid, out of nowhere, just pops up that he wants to do whatever he wants. He wants to go away from the chinuch of his parents. He wants to do all kinds of crazy things. He wants to break every single... Uh, he wants to do every Avera in the Torah. Right? What, what happened? So this all goes into the first part that we said. Le'olam Adam. We need to develop a certain relationship and understanding of a child that the child grows up in very healthy person. And that's... Like we could give a series of classes just on that. I'm just giving you topics right now. Because that itself needs to go into what behaviors cause anxieties, what behaviors cause insecurity, what behaviors cause a kid to feel like he's controlled, and it's going to take a lot of smartness to understand your children. That's one, one part. We passed that part, now we want to get to the Yiddish part, you know? We need to give them the flavor and the enjoyment of Torah, that's another whole entire separate subject in itself. That means every single person, every single human being has a layer within themselves which is a spiritual layer. But we live in a very materialistic world and we have to find the frequency that resonates within us. So to give you just an example from the real world so you can try to understand that. You know, the law in the country is that if you have a bridge, let's say the Verrazano Bridge, for example, so that's a two-story bridge, and there's a tremendous amount of weight on that bridge all the time. Tremendous amount of weight. Cars, trucks on two levels. And the bridge has no issue, no problem. However, it's illegal for the army to march over the bridge. Marching over the bridge. I mean, there's a bunch of human beings that don't weigh that much. And they're marching over the bridge like army men march. What, what's the problem? 
because when they march at a certain rhythm, <clears throat> it creates a frequency, creates like a movement. In every structure, there's also movement, there's also a frequency. This is called mechanical resonance. When the two frequencies meet, it causes the bridge to vibrate. If it vibrates, it smashes. That's how these, we used to hear about the cantors who broke glass with their singing. It wasn't the high pitch. It was that they were able to hit the frequency. Everything in the world has movement. So we have a frequency, which is a spiritual frequency within ourselves. If we could do certain things to create resonance, resonance means we cause that frequency to move, that's when you feel, feel spirituality. So the feeling for spirituality is built with inside of yourself. It's not something you get from the outside. That means the job of the parent is to figure out how to create the resonance within their child. And if you don't know your child, it's not going to happen. So again, we're seeing two things again. We see that understanding your child is very important for the Adam. And understanding your child is a very important part for Yerer Shammai. This is a very important point. Another point I want to bring out clear. Again, I don't want to go too many points today because then you'll walk out of here and you'll say, that was a very nice class, but I don't remember anything, you know. So we want you to try to, you know, this really, the subject requires a series because it, it has to be understood step by step and built up. Clarity. Could you repeat the first two points? What? Could you just repeat those two points? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll say it quickly, though. Um we said, we started off, we said that Chazal tell us, Le'olam adam A person has to be a Yireh The rabbis tell us that we, we have to read that statement, Le'olam adam. First, you have to be a person. A healthy person. Emotionally, physically, mentally, you have to be a healthy person. Then you could start being a Yireh Second part, Yireh So when we talk about Chinuch, as parents, we have to develop our children in part A and part B. Because you could be very focused on your kid learning and praying and going to yeshiva and doing who knows what. And then in that whole process, you could lose the Adam of the person. And that's very dangerous. When you see a person who's not an Adam anymore, it's a very dangerous place. And like I told you, the most innocent, loving, nice good parents could mess up just from the fact that they don't know the kid. You understand? And I'm going to bring out these points a little deeper in a minute. Okay? And the second part is we have to know how to make, create the resonance. We have to know how to create the frequency and the movement within the child to feel good about his avodat Hashem. And you have to know how to do that. Okay? That's the two things. Now I'm going to take a drop deeper for a second, okay? It's a, it's, a, it's a very deep subject. And again, it's not as scary as it sounds. I know it sounds a little scarier. You know, I just scared everybody now. Oh, no. All right? It's not as scary as it sounds, but you need to understand this reality. And like I told you before, if you want to do the right thing, and wanting to do the right thing means you study about it a little bit, and you pray, if you want to do the right things, then Hashem will protect you. That, so you have to know the siyat of the Shema. It's not as scary as it sounds, but I'm trying to impress upon you that it's important that you pay attention to understanding who your kid is. It's important. Because it's not like chinuch just like that. You understand? And what works for child A doesn't work for child B. 
So you have to be awake and study your children because everybody's different. And I'm going to bring out that point with another chazal and maybe we'll stop from this point because I want you to get this information good. Okay, so there's a pasuk in the Torah. It's a Mishle. It says, Hanoch Lenar, you have to raise your child. I'm sure you all know about this. Al Pidarko. Why? Because when he gets old, Gamki Askin, when he gets old, Lo Yasur That's the words of the pasuk. Okay? What? Al Pidarko. According to the kid. I'm going to explain it very clear to you, hopefully. Okay? You have to train your child, meaning it has to change from kid to kid. Alpi darko, according to the kid. Why? So in order that your chinuch, that you gave him, should stay even when he's old. So that pasuk is telling us something very, very deep. And the Vilna Gain, I'm sure you've heard of the Vilna Gain, one of the greatest rabbis that we've ever seen in the last few hundred years. Avilda Goyen says something very fascinating. He says it's, I'm going to expound on it, but I'm going to say his words first, okay? He says it's very possible that you have the most obedient child, best behaved kid possible. But the only reason why he's behaving is because he's afraid not to behave. Because you can scare him to behave. It's authority. You can manipulate him to behave. You can employ all kinds of things that can make him behave. But the minute he has freedom from the grip of his parents, he will not do anything that he was taught. And that's what the Pasuk is coming to tell us. Meaning, let's try to get this clear. This is very deep. What we're learning over here is the function of Chinuch is not for the here and now. It's not for the present. The purpose of Chinuch is not that you should have an easy life that all your kids listen to you. That's not the point. Now we'll see, obviously, we can't get to all this today, but we'll see, obviously there is parts of Chinuch that require your child to listen to you. But the point, the point of Chinuch is not the here and now. The point of Chinuch is tomorrow. It's not today. Chinuch has nothing to do with today. Chinuch has to do with tomorrow. And he's saying another thing. He's saying that chinuch has nothing to do with external behaviors or knowledge. That your kid should come home from school and get a hundred on the test. And that your kid should go to sleep on time and he should wake up in the morning. And he should do everything that a good kid's supposed to do. Because if the focus is on behavior and obedience, getting your child to listen to what you say. Or even getting them accustomed to doing things. That it doesn't have to be alpidarko. Why does it have to be a personal recipe? All children created equal. Get up at seven in the morning, catch the bus, listen in class, come home, do your thing. That's one size fits them all. So if he's saying that chanuch lenar alpidarko means you're developing a human. It's nothing to do with external behaviors and it has nothing to do with knowledge. It's developing a human being that the human being can live life according to the way you developed him to live. That's chenach. It has nothing to do with the here and now. 
So that's very important to know. That we are trying to develop a human. Now I want to tell you what develop a human means very simply because we have to know that because we also have to develop ourselves. So it's important to know this. Okay, and we're going to stop with this yesod and just review what we did. That way you have something to take away with you and go home with it. Okay? Develop a human being means as follows. The Rambam says that, based on the Rambam and many, many, many sources, the point's like this. There is nothing within your personality and your reality which is bad. Nothing. You, every person is built with perfect, perfect person. What's the problem? The problem is the measurements. The midot means measurements. The balance. Knowing how to use the things that you were given in the right way. It's not bad. It's knowing how to develop yourself. To use all the things that Hashem gave you in the right way. So all complications in life. Problems in life, the Raman says, most problems in life come from man misusing the body or the world that Hashem gave him. But the world itself is good. Our job is to develop it the right way. Okay? So I'll, I'll take some ideas here, just a few things. Let's say you have a child that's extremely stubborn by nature. Every parent knows that if you have a child that's stubborn, it is very difficult to deal with that child, especially when you have to rush out of the house and you have to do this and you have to do that. And that kid is not moving no matter what you do, you know. And, of course, you know, we're trying to break through to that kid and we figure that if we are even stronger than that kid's stubbornness, we'll probably win one day. And then you burn yourself out and you do the same foolish mistake over and over and over. Now, if stubbornness is built into the child, <clears throat> stubbornness by itself is not a bad thing. Stubbornness needs to be taught how to direct it. Imagine a Jew is stubborn to his service of Hashem. Could any influence of the world take him away from it? No way. So stubbornness is a great thing if it's geared in the right direction. So now, you as the parent has to learn how to communicate with a stubborn person and know how to channel it the right way. So you're not breaking that kid. You're learning how to deal with that kid and channel it the right way. Everything that a child has, if a kid has kaas, he has anger. He has kaas, anger. Anger is a bad thing. It's a very bad thing. But it says something about the personality. Very, very fired personality. It's a fired personality. The Gemara says that that person could be the biggest Tamichacham because he can express it in what we call Rithad de Oraita, in the fighting and the toil of Torah study. Okay? I'm not telling you how to do all these things now. I'm just trying to show you something. And the point is that you could take that power, that energy, that fire that the kid has and appreciate it. That's step number one. I appreciate it. The way it comes out right now, it's getting me crazy. But I can appreciate that power and I'm not coming to extinguish that power. I'm going to learn how to maneuver that power the right way. And that's a whole different kid. Because now none of your kids have problems. You see, they used to have problems. Now nobody has problems. <laughs> They're all perfect kids. And that appreciation for who they really are 
is the whole game changer of the whole thing. Because now it's about me developing them. And creating balance. I'll give you an example. Okay, this is also a very deep Kabbalistic idea, but I'm just going to try to explain it very clearly. A person, a human being, is created with four elements. Uh, Ruach, it's called, that's wind. Mayim is water. Afar is dirt. Right? And Afar, Ruach, Mayim, and Esh. Those are the four things. Okay? Now, each one of these things used in the wrong balance, in the wrong way, are very bad. Mayim is Tava. Each one has that thing. Afara's laziness, depression, right? So let's just take one example so you get an understanding. If a person is very, very lazy, that means that his afar is very strong. But he also has ruach in him. He's just not accessing it. So if you access ruach, ruach is the opposite of dirt. Ruach blows the dirt, it makes it blow, right? So if you can balance, if you can be able to help him access what he has in there already, the ruach, then you'll have a balanced person. If you have a kid who's impulsive, impulsive means that they just, they don't think, they're moving all day. ADHD, as they call it. I'm sure you've heard that before. Right? So, it's a very simple thing to deal with ADHD. Again, I'm not talking about the subject of medication today, that will be a different class. But, the ADHD, right, is the guy's impulsive. Impulsive just means that the element of wind that's in him is very strong. But he also has the element of dirt. So if you learn how to balance it, he won't be ADHD anymore. So really understanding your children and their strengths and that every part of them is not extra bad, uh, wrong. They just need to be trained how to balance them. That's the name of the game. So just to review what we did today, obviously a lot, and I'm leaving you kind of hanging because I'm not giving you practical stuff yet, but I think just kind of understanding this, the, the, the elementary, basic introduction to the world of Chinuch is that we're trying to develop a person. That's the key thing. And what we're trying to do is give our kids the skills and the initiation to initiate the process that they're going to go through for the rest of their life. To be healthy, strong, of the Hashem. And that each person will reach his potential for what the way he was created. That means we do need in the nation Akshanim. We need those. We need the people that hold on strong and don't let the weaker ones of us fall down. We need the people that are fire. Because if we don't have the fire people, then we're also going to be very watered down. We also need the calm people. We need all the types. And that's really would take us to a different subject if we would be on Tisha B'Av to understand how to have unity. Because all of us sitting in this room are different and we all need each other's powers to help each other balance in the, in the bigger picture. But within the human being itself, there has to be a certain amount of balance because if there's something a little off, it has to be balanced. If you have a certain characteristic, it has to be channeled. And we as parents, are trying to learn and understand our children and appreciate them. Appreciate is a very important word. Appreciate their weaknesses as well. Appreciate it because that weakness is not intrinsic. It's really where that person's growth is going to be. It's not intrinsic. It's where that person's growth is going to be. So now you have to figure out how to do that. But that's where the kid's growth is going to be. And if you give your kids the proper attention... And you learn how to communicate with them and understand the reality 
of this child, then you will not hurt this kid in any way, emotionally or mentally. You'll have the right attachments with him, etc., etc. And then you can also figure out how to resonate with him, the, the, the happiness of being a person who's part of Amashem. So of course, big subject. I hope, you know, you go over these points yourself and think about them and discuss them and try to internalize them a little bit. And hopefully this was, you know, opening, open your eyes a little bit to a subject. Um, maybe if the time allows it and different things allow it, we can follow up, make another class and then try to go more, get to the more practical application of it. But I think the first step is the, is the subject. Okay? So we'll stop here for now. Thank you. My pleasure.